Welcome to The Empathic Advantage, a podcast dedicated to empowering purposeful entrepreneurs and leaders who are compelled to do things differently. I'm your host, Hanna Marikiris, and in this podcast, I'm asking, how can the empathic, purposeful, and sensitive people build businesses that not only set their souls on fire and bring them the financial freedom they've always dreamed of, but also make the world a better place in the process? We'll discuss strategies to start, grow, and scale an aligned business. We'll talk money, mindset, mental health, and how to remain centered and grounded, and most importantly, yourself, throughout your entrepreneurial journey. So if you're ready to explore the possibility that your sensitive nature is truly nothing you need to fix, and that you can have the business and life you want, not despite your empathic nature, but because of it, well, then you're home, my friend. I truly believe that now more than ever, the world needs our business landscape to be shaped by more empathic values. So join me and my guests to get inspired on how you can put your empathic advantage to work for you. So let's jump right in, shall we? Hello, 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 everyone. I am so thrilled to be sitting here and recording this new podcast episode for you guys. I hope that your 2024 has kicked off nicely and you are well on your way to achieving all those juicy goals that you set for yourself. If not, don't sweat. You know, there's still time. The whole year is ahead of us. So the thing is, at the end of last year, I was beat. I was also in the middle of some hard uh, decisions around my business, so I needed to take a breather. And so I rested, which is also why I'm only coming to you now with a new episode. But, you know, hey, such is the life of an empathic entrepreneur in the 21st century, right? You know, rest for president is what I say. Anywho, I think I'm getting off track here. I've been mulling this topic over in my head for a while now, and I've been itching to share it with you. And this topic is about storytelling. I want to talk about why is it that we tell ourselves all of these stories that more often than not, well, suck, right? And also they bring us down and they take us nowhere. And um, I want to talk about how we might actually start to tell ourselves some better ones. So stick until the end because I have a really, really great tool to share with you that might help you. If you are like me and you sometimes get yourself all tangled up in rumination, overthinking and just general catastrophizing, which tends to happen to empaths more than anybody I think. But um, in any case, it is going to be great. I promise it is not going to be what, I, what you think. Even if you think that things are going in that direction. So I think you'll find that there's a bit of a twist at the end. So do stick around. So the thing is with stories. I have loved stories since I was a little kid. Uh, my dad is an excellent storyteller. Able to make up whole fairy tales on the spot. And it, it always sounds as though, you know, he's read those stories from a book hundreds of times. And he's just memorized exactly how the story goes. And I just realized later that he had actually made those stories up um, live for me in the moment. And it was um, that that ability to tell stories is just amazing, I think. And I remember also begging my mom that I wouldn't have to go to the kindergarten so that I could stay home and just read stories to my toys. You know, that was back in the 90s when it was like, okay, to leave a six-year-old at home alone in a nine-story building on the fifth floor in an apartment. You know, that was, it was, it was fine. It was, again, it was the 90s. So in any case, stories were like my safe space and they were my escape. And as an adult and 
Working in the startup world, I realized how stories can also build or break teams. And anyone who's ever worked with me also knows that I'm always the sort of the annoying one who asks, so what's the story here? Why are we here? Who's our hero? You know, who are we doing this for? Who's our customer? Who are we building this for? What is the end goal that we're going for? And I always love to think about those things in the form of story because stories are just so easily understood by everybody, both inside and outside the organization. And the biggest and the best brands in the world obviously know the real power of a good story and really have honed theirs for years to attract the right customers to buy their products. So stories are just really, really powerful and there's a really good reason. The thing is, if you didn't know this already, but we were evolved to love stories. Stories were really the only way for our ancestors to relay inf important information to the next generations. You know, like which plants were edible, which predators to be afraid of, where to build, you know, your dwellings and how to generally just conduct oneself in the society. And really not much has changed if you think about it. But back then, with no other information carriers available, stories were crucial for the survival of our human species. Because otherwise, each new generation would have had to learn through trial and error all over again, right? Every time, you would have to learn all of those things to trials and errors, and it was just not sustainable. So that's why our brains learn to recognize the pattern of a story and to depend on it. Because, you know, a story would have a start, the middle and an end. There would be some sort of a protagonist, some sort of a challenge and the overcoming of that challenge or else a tragic ending that we learn to fear. And over time, our brains simply learn to optimize for these patterns. Because what our brain does in a critical situation is to try and make sense of it as fast as possible. Make sense of what we're seeing, what it is that we're going through, and to try and, you know, engage our body if necessary to then take on that challenge or to conduct ourselves in a way that we would, you know, that in ensures our survival in that given situation, right? So like an easy example would be that you're walking along a forest path and all of a sudden you see a wonky twig on the ground and your brain might see the twig and immediately search for a pattern to match. And what it comes up with is it's a snake. And now your whole body is in, you know, is, is just on this full alert and ready for the imminent threat. Because overall, it's wiser to overreact and be, and be wrong than not to react at all and, you know, die. And it does the same with any triggers presenting in your life. You know, you're in the middle of an argument with your spouse and without you realizing it, your brain is humming along, rummaging in the dusty boxes in the back, looking for that story it wrote for you in like 1993. And maybe you witnessed your parents arguing about something similar and all of a sudden it's like you're not even in that moment any longer with your spouse. You're not even there because your brain, again, wanting to optimize decision making has already decided what this is about. And the same is true for just countless other things in our lives, right? Our beliefs about our bodies, our money, our ability to parent or drive or lose weight, whatever it is, you know? 
what we deserve and what we don't deserve, what we're capable of and what we cannot do because we're just not smart enough, not funny enough, not pretty enough, not young enough, not old enough, whatever it is, you know? And if we're not careful, stories are what actually start to run our lives. Well, actually, they do run our lives. And if it happens that my story meets your story, we can argue ourselves silly trying to prove our respective points. But then some time in the middle there, one of us is going to start thinking about, like, why is it that I'm even saying all of this? Because it comes from this story, you know? And needless to say, stories are more often than not, at least in my experience, also what creates this anxiety. Because there's this, you know, trigger, let's say, that comes up. Either I read something or I see something or a thought passes my mind and it's kind of similar to something I already witnessed before. And, you know, my brain, the worrisome little helper that it is, has already found the correct tape and is playing it at full blast, traveling me back years, perhaps even decades, until, you know, it makes me lose touch with reality. So... I don't know, have you ever found yourself in such a situation? I bet you have, unfortunately. So, you know, this really sucks because what any meditation teacher will tell you and what we all really need is to stay present and grounded in that moment so that we don't really let our brains automate our in-the-moment decision-making out of the equation because, you know, we have stuff to do. We want to parent in a better way we want to build better relationships we want to build a life for ourselves that we love we want to build businesses and if we have those old stories playing a repeat they are not helping us it is our brain's evolutionary way to try and keep us safe but as i have said previously as well our brains were not meant to live in the world that we currently live in so our brains tend to be a little bit trigger happy and they try to optimize situations that we don't actually really want to optimize. Like when we're starting a business and there's threat after threat and risk after risk and our brains just start, you know, keep coming up with those stories and they're taking us nowhere. They are just blocking us from what we really want to do. And that's where we actually have to, you know sort of like short circuit our own um, biology a little bit. And so I'll teach you what, what I do. Talking about stories, I am speaking at the Wealthy Wild Summit happening from January 22nd to 26th. 30 speakers will come together to talk on all things aligned and purposeful business. From setting up your business foundations, to crafting your brand message, to building offers your clients will love, and just so much more. I will be delivering a masterclass on how we can put stories to an actual good use and use storytelling to grow our businesses by catching the attention of our aligned audience. Once you sign up, you'll also get immediate free access to my usually paid masterclass on how to use your brand story and structure your website for the best conversions. I will give you a step-by-step -step walkthrough and you'll get two PDF bonuses to put you well on your way to crafting your brand messaging and your converting website. I want to make sure that the empathic and aligned entrepreneurs in my community have the same tools available as the big brands do, because I truly believe that if we can have more empaths running businesses, earning good money and raising the values bar across the business landscape, 
the world would literally be a better place for us all. So if you're listening to this on or before January 22nd, 2024, please head on over to my website, heroesandguides.com forward slash summit. That is heroesandguides.com forward slash summit. And it will redirect you to the correct page to sign up for free for the summit. Okay, now back to the episode. So it's about a couple of things here. So first, you need to start to believe that you can actually choose a better story. That you're allowed to choose a better story. Because oftentimes we're so quick to accept that our brain's first version of events is the true version of the events. Because again, it was evolutionarily speaking, you know, vital. It was vital that in the face of danger, you go with the first thing that comes to mind and you don't analyze, you don't think. You don't override the brain's instinctual sort of, you know, critical or very, you know, fear-based um, response because as I said previously as well, it is easier to overreact in the brain's opinion, right? Um, it is easier to overreact and correct later on than to be dead and not have the chance to correct at all, right? And so this is really where we have to be super cognizant of what is it that we believe about those stories? Do we believe that we can actually choose a better story for ourselves? You know? And so your brain wants you to just go for it. Not to analyze, not to think. You just go with the first thing. But if your story happens to be that you're too old or too young or too out of shape or too dumb or too weak or lazy to do or have whatever it is that you want to do or have, then who is it really serving? And if you're thinking that it's hard to believe any other story in that moment, then I'm just going to ask you this. Why shouldn't it be true? No, really, you know, why shouldn't it be true that you are actually glorious, whatever your age, your body shape, your circumstances, your bank account balance, or any other thing that is tripping you up? What if you could actually get everything you want just by thinking about things in a different way? Just by starting to dance to a different tune, as it were, you know? Just give it a thought because we didn't choose the stories that were planted for us. Oftentimes those stories are so old that we don't even really, we're unable to trace them back to any certain or specific people or circumstances or situations that we experienced. And so it's really easy for us to be on this autopilot and leave our brain's first response in charge. But, and take this from somebody who has struggled with anxiety for about 25 odd years, you can choose a better story. And it is vital that you start choosing better stories for yourself to live by. I have seen this in action. I have absolutely done this for myself. Is it always easy? Of course it's not. But knowing and believing that you can choose better thoughts and you can choose better stories for yourself is absolute gold. It is absolute freedom and absolute power. So that's step number one. Start to believe. 
do whatever you can to start to believe that you can actually choose a better story. Whatever it is that is coming up from your brain and that's creating anxiety and that's creating fear and a feeling of being small and weak, you can choose a different narrative. So second step is recognize that you're in a story. Recognize that your brain is currently providing you this narrative because it thinks that it's helping you. So my go-to signposts are firstly, I feel triggered. I feel emotional or just, you know, down on myself about a situation or else, you know, my mind is racing a million miles an hour, providing really unhelpful snippets of thoughts that just generate more anxiety, overwhelm and general confusion, you know? And if a situation is making you feel shitty, then really observe what it is that you're making the situation out to be. So recognize that you're in a story and recognize what that story is. Recognize what it is that your brain is telling you in the hopes that this is going to be helpful. Is it telling you that you are unworthy? Is it telling you that you have to be ashamed about something? Is it telling you that you're never going to amount to anything? If so, then this is not helping. Not even in a survival sense. Like These are not thoughts that are going to help you survive. This is your brain's weird, wonky understanding of, I don't know, beating you into submission. But to what end? So really think about it. Really try to catch yourself um, when you're in a story. And then finally, and I think this is going to be something that you're going to find really helpful, I hope, is that once you've recognized that you're in a story and you know in your heart that you can actually choose a better story, then it is time to tell it. But, and here's the kicker, you need to tell it before you're in the grips of whatever story you're in. So let me explain. When you are in a dysregulated state, that is, you are in a story, you're in a narrative, you are feeling anxiety, you're overthinking, your mind is racing, it requires a huge amount of effort to all of a sudden come up with a better story for you to tell. So what I do is this. I write myself letters from a regulated brain. When you notice that you're in a good place in your mind and things are calm and you feel happy, you feel resilient and just generally content with your life, then put that moment to use. You want to marinate that feeling. You want to put it in a can and you want to conserve it for a later time. You grab your phone or your journal and you jot down what's true for you in that moment. I like to write it with my anxious self in mind. Or sometimes I leave myself voice notes, right? Something comes up and I'm like, wow, okay, so this would actually be useful for me when I'm anxious. So from that place of regulation, I'm thinking about what my anxious self, you know, the one stuck in stories would love to hear. And then I write a letter. Or as I said, you know, just a few thoughts on, on a voice note or a bigger voice note, like a longer one. Like, hey, you know, I'm here in this space right now. This is what I see. This is what I'm doing. And this is how I'm feeling. And let me remind you what that feels like. Here's what's true for me right now. Here's what I want you to know. And you just write down all of the words of encouragement that you can just come up with in that moment. 
as though you're speaking to a younger sibling or a child, because for all intents and purposes, you are speaking to a younger child in that moment, because your brain in the story and in this anxious state, biologically, scientifically proven, you know, this is a fact that it acts as a much less mature brain. You simply don't have access to all of the parts. And this is very much the same with, you know, a toddler or, or a small child. So what this does is a few things. It firstly reminds you of the simple fact that this is the same brain. It shows you what your brain is truly capable of. And it reminds you that if it's able to be stuck in these old stories, it's also able to get unstuck. It's not an outside validation. It is validation from you, yourself, just when you have access to the whole brain, as opposed to those old, you know, nervous, jittery parts of your brain um, alone. Again, scientifically proven, all of the reasoning ability just goes out the window when, when we're anxious and we don't have, we're not connected to our whole brain our kind of evolutionarily important survival brain runs the show. And so you got to remind yourself that you actually have more resources available and this moment is going to pass. And then it also gives you the opportunity to write these stories in your own voice and rewrite those old stories. If you take the time to write some of the most important things down that you actually want to believe, you'll be able to lean on these new truths in times of trouble. And so you need to keep revisiting them whenever you can, because whether you feel stuck in old patterns or not, you know, because repetition is what helps these new neural pathways form and these new stories to take root. So it's important that you tell those stories to yourself and you write those stories from the place of this is what I want for myself when I'm feeling down. And you can start to choose the stories that you write for yourself. And obviously they don't have to be all perfectly written. They are glimpses of truth. They are reminders of what is groundedness. They are reminders of how you want to feel and how you're able to feel when you feel good in your body and in your mind and in your life and with the things that are around you and the people that are around you. And so this is just a reminder and you can anchor yourself like this. You can anchor yourself with the help of your own stories, the ones that you write for yourself. So it's so important that we take this time when we are feeling good and regulated and calm and grounded to reach out for that part of us that sometimes falls into the trap of those old stories so that you would have like a little life raft for them or a little safe haven, a little lighthouse that kind of guides them home. And I can tell you honestly, 99% of the time, that's all I need. That is all I need these days. It's kind of like, oof, okay, I'm going to open up my notes on my, on my phone and I'm going to read to myself what I wrote to myself. And it's powerful. It is so powerful because you don't need to lean on, I don't know, somebody on Instagram to tell you what anxiety is all about and how you should be thinking. 
You tell yourself how you should be thinking. And it's so, so, so helpful. So I really, really encourage you to try this out. Let me know how that worked for you. I am always so very excited to hear from you guys. And just let me know how that worked. And that was it for this week. That was my little nugget of wisdom on stories. And I hope to see you next week on this podcast. All right, take care. Bye.